this week on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing our favorite movie spies! Hello and welcome to a very, very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am John Rooney. Or am I? This could all be trickery. No, you Whoa. really are. Uh, and joining us today uh, is a very special guest. You will know him from the Nerd Outcast podcast. You will know him from uh, the studio web series. You will know him uh, from his time in Bye Bye Liver. You will uh, know him from the Trail of Dead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You will know him. Please don't speak until you've been introduced. Oh, damn it, again. <laughs> No, the first time. Oh, damn it. The first time. You are just destroying the reality of this podcast. Yeah. We live and breathe on verisimilitude. <laughs> well, guys, open up the Laman configuration box. We're all going to the world of Cenobites. There's no reason to live anymore. Give me the leather, the whips, the chains, the spikes. I want a world of pleasure and unspeakable pain. Give me those cups of frosting you give out at the airport, Cinnabon. <laughs> wow. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, joining us, not Pinhead the Ceno Bike. <laughs> no, it is Chris Bashin. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Chris, Chris, what we're going to yes. be doing here today, we're going to be talking, because next week we'll be talking about uh, the film True Lies, based on your glowing recommendation. Mm. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing our favorite movie spies. Oh. You know spies, they're those people. Or do you? Oh, yeah, exactly. Whoa, Ooh. I don't need to go. Yeah. I was going to make a joke, but now I'm not going <laughs> to. That's why they call me old One Punch Rooney. Just knocking the jokes out of everybody's <laughs> face. <laughs> That's why that's why Louis Anderson's not allowed at the comedy store anymore. Yeah. <laughs> punched all the jokes out of his face. Life with Louis, more like life get out of here, Louis. I punched you in the face. <laughs> Alright, let us begin. Uh Chris We really yeah. shouldn't record these episodes so late. <laughs> Chris, what is your favorite not what? Who is your favorite spy? Uh, so uh, I came to to spy genre generally pretty late in my life. Uh, so I have to go define with... late like seven or eight. No, I never 12. really. I never re... no eighteen. Keep, keep going up. Twenty one. Keep going up. Sixty. Keep... Why don't you just 60. tell us the yeah, age you were? <laughs> uh, I didn't really start watching any like spy stuff till I was like twenty six, twenty seven. Okay, uh, it's just a genre I didn't really latch onto. Um, so I caught a lot of James Bond stuff long after the fact. So my first Bond was Brosnan. Okay. But my answer is, is, is James Bond. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, my favorite Bond currently is Daniel Craig. I'm all right with yes, that. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. that starts a lot of fight with people, so Look, that's I, why I hesitantly you know, say Here's it. the thing. Like, a lot of people will just go, Sean Connery's the best Bond because he was the first. No, he wore a hairpiece his entire run. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I went back and watched... Connery and uh, a lot I mean, of those movies are unwatchable. They, yeah, it's like a whole different. It's like a different genre. It's yeah. just so different. Um, they I are thought, espionage movies, whereas Bond be like Bond movies began began as espionage movies that would have like one action sequence, but most was just like him degrading and slapping women. And then yeah. throughout time, as we changed Bonds, it became more of an action thing. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I love like, the action thing. When I, Roger Moore kicked in, that's when it really became more of like a like, even. You know, they got more ridiculous as they went on, but the, the first couple Roger Moore Bond movies yeah. are probably my favorite because it's a great balance of, like, 
wackiness mm -hmm. and action. Sure. Whereas Sean Connery, it felt like he wanted you to take him seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and it just didn't work. Yeah, I mm. watched. I watched Goldeneye. Was the very first Bond movie I ever saw. That's great. It, great. it was really really good. Um, and I was like, oh, Sean Bean. I hope he lives in his other movies. <laughs> um, that would not happen. But yeah. then I watched Casino Royale. And was fucking blown away. Oh shit, like, the Woody Allen one? Yeah, with David Niven. <laughs> oh my gosh. Orson Welles. Wait, did I say it wrong? What no, you said no, everything. They're, they're just being assholes. There's two Casino Royales. There was one that was made in the 60s that was like a straight up parody of James Bond before the movies. And so there's like six James Bonds in the movie and like one of them's Woody Allen, one of them's Peter Sellers, one of them's David Niven. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it's just a bunch of like, it's, mo it's a bunch of mostly English actors with an excuse to go, I'm a spy. That's my really great British accent. You're great. welcome, Never, the world. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that was no. a killer Niven. No, yeah. No, <laughs> Yeah. Didn't uh, it feel like you were just transported into the Pink Panther? <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, Pink Panther. That's good. Yeah, one. That's a good one. Yeah. But yeah anyway, you were talking about, oh. uh, of course, the Daniel Craig Casino Daniel Royale, Craig, yeah. uh, which I thought was really I Casino Royale. Like just that film by itself was so fantastic from top to bottom, and like something I fell in love with really quickly was the opening to Bond movies. Yeah. Um, even if the movie sucks. The opening is usually fantastic. Even like going way back, uh, just like yeah. watching yeah, things the little they music do. Video yeah, the yeah, yeah, music video. Because it wasn't until like the on. third, I think the third Bond movie where they started doing like the little mini like yeah. theme and like yeah. Shirley Bassey coming out and be like, or like Tom Jones going Thunderbolt. Oh, love, yeah. love it. And of course the Live and Let Die. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. uh, uh, the I mean, there's some really great Bond themes. I I really love, and it's it's kind of a uh, one that people don't like. I love Duran Duran's View to a Kill. And it's like a great yeah. song. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, Is that however, the one with, uh, fucking Christopher Walken in that movie? I think so. Yeah, that's a good. Movie. Where he plays volcano boss. Yeah. Like, uh, which volcano. one? Which one of the Bond movies has Benicio del Toro? Uh, that is uh, Skyfall. Yeah. Wait, no. What? Benicio del Toro. Are you talking about Javier Bardem? No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Benicio del Toro. But like a young Benicio. A del very del young Toro. Benicio okay. del Toro. Uh, Is that young. the one where Bond goes to like Harlem and like like fights drug dealers? No, he <laughs> goes to an island. Who's the Bond? Was it yeah. an island of too many Bonds? It's, uh, <laughs> it's not Connery. It's before Brosnan. So it's either Roger Moore. It's probably it's Timothy Dalton. I think it's Timothy Dalton. I think it's right, a Dalton. Well, then it's it's the probably... timeline seems to match up. If it's Dalton, it's yeah. certainly not George Lazenby. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the uh, what is it? Uh, License to Kill. That's or last. The Living Daylights. Yeah. Either one of those two yeah. movies. You got a 50-50 shot. Javier yeah. Bardem is in He's Skyfall, in Skyfall, right? Skyfall, yeah. which is yeah. great. Skyfall's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. James Bond. <laughs> good job. I like it. James Bond. Well, I guess, like, fundamentally, if you had to just sum up the appeal of James Bond as a character in just, like, a quick sentence, like, what is it about James Bond that, like, gets it good? <laughs> Gross, John. I don't know if I want to answer that. Yeah. I also. John, take your hand you out of your pants. Yeah. I can't. What's so good about James Bond? <laughs> Tell me. Um, you sound like Halle Berry in Monsters Ball when she's about that second play about Thorn. Make me feel good. Oh, I say I'm not James Bond. Don't ever make me think of that. I think, again. at least with the Daniel Craig Bond, uh, what I really enjoy about him is he's made, he's made a business of killing people. Like he's able to. Ignoring like the womanizing and all that and all that stuff, like he he is a he's a killer, but like yeah. he's a professional killer for the government. So that's there's like a level of efficiency to, to the there way is. he carries he's out his creepily missions. efficient, sure. you know. So yeah. 
Right on. Yeah. All right. John, favorite movie spy? Yo, no, we didn't actually come up to these ahead of time. I, I'm going to say, weirdly enough, it's in a spy movie that I don't particularly like. Uh, but I love Gary Oldman as George Smiley in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Sure. I think the movie is very poorly paced, very poorly constructed. It's so it just long. came out a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, it just, the movie itself was just really bad. But uh, it presented counterintelligence as a very mundane yet incredibly dangerous task that I imagine it would be in the real world. Because at the end of the day, it is still a job. Yeah. And you're going to have bureaucracy and just, like, inner office politics that you don't like and relationships that you cultivate that you have, like, friends and not friends and frenemies. And it, the way that Gary Oldman carries himself in that movie, he is very clearly, like, the Sherlock Holmes of MI6 uh, and is, like, super good at his job. But also there's, like, a level of just, like, Nine to five mundanity to it that is just really cool that you don't really see in a lot of spy movies. So I would say if they could, uh, I don't know, maybe reboot it, maybe give it to Marvel to put in their cinematic universe and they could really do it right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize John LeCar wrote a bunch of Marvel comic books. Yeah, dude. He got uh, Carmen Infantino when he was uh, freelancing I, for Marvel to I, a bunch of issues. I watched that when it came out, too, because like everyone was talking about how fantastic it was, and I was really bored with it. Yes. But I agree with you. I think I think Gary Oldman is like one of the best actors He's ever. He's imminently watchable in that movie, and he gets gives, again, like, the world that he occupies in that movie is so interesting. Mm -hmm. The movie just chooses to show you the least interesting moments of that world. It's got so many good actors in it. It's like, oh, wow, this is really hard. (laughs) Right. Everyone's, like, named Chumworth or just Chili Bottom. Like, who are we talking about Like, when your very important spy movie opens with a Brit eating tea and biscuits talking about budgetary cuts... I'm like, this could be amazing. <laughs> and it is. Uh-oh. Sounds like episode one. Oh, <laughs> I defend that movie. Uh, no, please don't. Oh, moving on. Patrick, <laughs> uh, favorite movie spy. I'm going to take Brendan Fraser in The Quiet American. Wow. I okay. really like it just because you just don't. A, Brendan Fraser gets to like weaponize his affability. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> which is fucking awesome. And you just don't really expect it. It's like a really different kind of spy. He's really playing the. Um, the you would never expect this guy. As opposed to the sleek, suave, this guy can do anything kind of spy. Frazier's kind of this bumbling American who's mostly getting mocked by Michael Caine throughout the movie. <laughs> well, how old is this movie? Uh, I want to say early 2000s. Oh, so it's post-Mummy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I remember the Mummy. Definitely post-Mummy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's actually like one of the last things I remember Brendan yeah. Fraser being Post-Monkey Bone. Yeah. Uh, maybe even post Looney Tunes back in action? Yeah, maybe. But it's like a really great performance by Brendan Fraser. You know, like, he's given really... some really good performances yeah. in some movies, like, but his, like, weird, like, clap at the Golden Globes that one year turned him into a joke overnight. Yeah. And all of a sudden it wasn't cool to put him into movies. Yeah. And then, so and then he made that Journey to the Center of the Earth movie. Yeah. And it was an unexpected, like, huge hit. And then they're like, hey, you want to do the second one? He was like, nah. <laughs> I'm going to go do Furry Vengeance instead. <laughs> and they were like, hey, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you want to do this? And he was like, yes, please. And so began Franchise Viagra. A joke that will be paid off next week. <laughs> it's a joke that's paid off every week in the box office of our hearts, John. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Mark, your favorite movie spy. 
Uh, I'm going to go with another franchise uh, guy, uh, but with a caveat. So I'm going to go with Matt Damon's Jason Bourne. Mm. Uh, the first three Bourne movies in the original Bourne trilogy, I think, are fantastic and actually just get better as they go along. And I can only hear that Moby song that they play at the end of them in my head anytime someone mentions the Bourne movie. <laughs> nice. How many Bourne movies are there? So there's five, five right now. Five, okay. There's the, the original Bourne trilogy, Bourne so Bourne Identity, uh, Bourne Supremacy, and Bourne Ultimatum. Ultimatum. All three of which I think are fantastic movies. Uh, and you really get Ultimatum, to see... Ultimatum like, starts to run out of steam. You can tell that it's the last movie in that yeah. trilogy. Yeah, but the action scenes in it are so great. Right. Uh, but yeah, like it, it does fall apart, but they are all very good movies. Uh, then there is The Bourne Legacy, which stars Jeremy Renner, and we will not talk about that. Because aside from like the 30-minute uh. scene where he lives in a cabin in the woods like by himself, everything else is garbage. And it's like a weird integral where it's supposed to be taking place during the other Bourne movies. Right, he's, like, really an, he's like another guy that was in the, a similar program oh, to Jason Bourne. Weird. Uh, but it was like the next version of it, right? So mm-hmm. he's supposed to be better. Uh, and then there's the most recent movie called Jason Bourne. Which I have not seen yet, but I've heard only terrible things. Well, because they fucked it up. They had the perfect opportunity to name it Born Again, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah. And they will forever lose points for Starring that. Ted Cruz as Jason Bourne. Oh. <laughs> is, is, does Matt Damon show up in the Jeremy Renner? He one? does not. No, like, I think not. there's like a picture of him in the background. Yeah, there's like file footage from like uh, the movie. And I think there's a moment where they're like tracking Jeremy Renner's character and they're like, oh, but uh, we gotta pull some personnel because we were, need Bourne on this thing. Were they hoping to start a new yes, trilogy? Yes, okay. But then Jeremy Renner basically got hooked up with Marvel and the Mission Impossible yeah. movies and all of a sudden was no longer available and did not want to continue. Yeah. Uh, speaking of spy movies, have any of you seen The Kingsman? Yes. No. Yes, absolutely. Is it, is it good? It is amazing up until the very last joke. Yeah. The very last joke is awful the, and bad. The movie is a great, it's a pitch perfect like send up of like British secret agent movies and like ridiculous villains and weird gadgets until literally the last one minute of the movie when it takes a turn so vile and so terrible oh, that wow. it's so completely unearned and tasteless. Yes, My, which oh, to be wait, fair, this is it making is me want to watch it. To be yeah. fair, you should watch the movie. It's fantastic. It it's really a great is. time. But that, I mean, the ending... Should you stop it before that minute? No, no, watch it, because otherwise you won't be able to complain about it like we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> reasonable. Then, because I sure it will pay off when Kingsman 2 comes out. Which Kingsman introduced... 2, the statesman. Yes, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yep. With, which has the, the top-line cast of that movie is Taron Edgerton, who plays the main guy, um, Mark Strong, who plays, like, Merlin, the uh, sort of gadget fellow, uh, Pedro Pascal... Uh, from Game of Thrones and Narcos, Channing Tatum, <laughs> Jeff Bridges, yes. Sir Elton John. Yes. yes, Sir Elton John is a top build actor in the movie. They've still not come out and said <laughs> what he is. I can only hope that he is the pinball wizard again. Yes, and that once again he screwed Rod Stewart out of a job again. Yes. Oh I can only God. hope. Yeah. I can only pray. But uh, back to but back to yeah, Kingsman uh, is uh, relentlessly entertaining. Yeah, it and is I would say so fun. yeah, I would say as an honorable mention, the Kingsman would actually be uh, yeah, both Harry uh, Harry the Colin 
Firth character and young Taron Egerton's oh character. My God. There is a sequence where uh, Colin Firth is uh, fighting white supremacists in a Baptist church, and it is incredible. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a ballet of violence, nice. and it is just, it's set to Freebird, yeah. of all things. Yep. Nice. And it works brilliantly. Oh, it's so you seen good. This? I haven't seen it. You want to... What, yeah. are you doing, what are you doing later? <laughs> we're no. watching Homeward Bound, The Critic, <laughs> and then we'll watch no, Kingsman. Kingsman. Okay. Reasonable. Uh, so any honorable mention movie spots? I guess we, we brought it up very briefly, but uh, Ethan Hunt from yes. Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's there's a, a, a of the series, we're at six now, I think. Uh, the first Mission Impossible, straight up, uh, just espionage, directed by Brian De Palma. Real good. Uh, really yeah. good movie. A Mission Impossible. Thriller. Yeah, Mission Impossible 2, directed by John, John Woo. Woo. Yeah. Uh, and in the twilight of his oh American act film career, and it's hot, steaming garbage. But I have to yeah. say, I love the idea of a motorcycle joust. I just never thought it would be so boring. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then, and like, you think that's as bad as it gets, and then he went and made Paycheck. Ooh. Uh, the movie that everybody participated in. Uh, for, for the a title. Yeah. yeah. So, and then of course there's Mission Impossible 3, which is the J.J. Abrams one, which is alright. It's pretty it's, good. It's yeah. the best, like, comeback story of a franchise because yes. that franchise was dead with a capital yep. fucking yeah. kill it with fire. And yeah. you got the awesome, uh, uh, Fucking um, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the bad guy yeah. in that movie. So great. Then there's Mission Impossible 4, the Brad Bird one. The best oh, one. Which yeah, is the best one. Is that the climbing the Burj Khalifa? That's the climbing yeah. the building, yeah. That and one. they have that, like, that weird like video projector wall mirror bit. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, it's it's great. so good. And then there's the fifth one. That's the one. That's the most recent one. There's five. Yeah. And that's the one where he, like, the opening scene where he, like, flies on the door of a plane. That, that you've actually seen in every off. trailer. Yeah. And it's really cool. And then after that, everything else is... Yeah. Everything uh, else yeah. is, I'm 50, but I can still be shirtless, you guys, I promise. I'm yeah. the mummy! No. <laughs> no. No. That is his new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Any other honorable mentions, movie spies? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to yeah. mention one that has, it's not in a good movie. It's In fact, it's a movie that is almost 100% completely critically derided. In fact, the only critic who did give it a good score was Roger Ebert, who gave it three out of four stars. And it's a movie that has a very soft spot in my heart, mostly not for the actual movie itself, but for the concept. And it's a movie called uh, If Looks Could Kill, starring Richard Grieco, where he plays a high school student who is mistaken oh, as a shit. spy yeah, while wow. on, a fr- on a field trip for his French class so he can graduate. And he ends up like involved in this like massive like conspiracy and everything and kind of just rolls with it nice. it is a weird goofy spy comedy action movie starring a person who would soon go on to have too much plastic surgery yeah. and eclipsed by his uh uh uh, uh 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 21 jump street castmate johnny depp um but the concept was of the movie is just so it's so interesting to me, like the idea of like the the child spy, and yeah. like they would go on after when they do like the spy kids movies. There was like that period of the nineties where it was like every other week there was another movie well, guys, where dude. a small child was put in danger. Like oh, it was yeah. a- a- Agent Frankie Muniz or yeah, Secret Agent yeah. Cody Banks. Yeah, yeah, or uh, you know all these movies. And like for me, like that was like I was like oh that would be my dream. Like because like, well, I'm, I'm eighteen, I want to be a spy. But no one gives fat beardy kids spy jobs. <laughs> <laughs> or do they? They don't. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I come watch Kingsman with you guys too? Yeah, sure. Not until you finish watching the critic. <laughs> oh, but I I watched two episodes. How much more do I have to watch? There are two seasons of them. 
show, and they're great. They are great. I yeah. I own it on DVD, and I love it. Uh, well, guys, that is it for our uh, mini-sode of Favorite Movie Spies. Tune in uh, next week when we'll be discussing the film A True Lies. That rhymes, Spies and Lies. I'm very good at that. Uh, and uh, tune in next week to hear our amazing guest, Chris Bashan, will be joining us again. Uh, once again, for Body Counts and Beer, I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Brown. I am still John Rooney. And you always will be, and that will not change until I steal your body. Fair uh, enough. Yep. Body Moving snitch. on. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney, and Mark Rosendahl. Thanks to our special guest, Chris Bashan. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast, subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, pretty much anywhere fine podcasts are purveyed. Also, you can always email us at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.